When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 97.1 FM, The Drive presents the Behind the Song podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. In this episode of Behind the Song, let's dive into the lyrics of Sultans of Swing by Dire Straits. Sultans of Swing was the song that started it all for Dire Straits. It was their very first single, which was put on a demo tape to get a record deal in late 1977. The band gave the five-song tape to influential London music tastemaker and DJ Charlie Gillette, who had a radio show on the BBC, and Gillette started playing Sultans of Swing in regular rotation. The band were summarily signed to a record label within a matter of months, chiefly on the strength and buzz of this song. Now, Dire Straits' undisputed leader, lead guitarist and songwriter Mark Knopfler, got the idea for the song from watching a below-average jazz band play in a pub in London to a half-full, mostly drunk crowd. At the end of the set, the band signed off with, Thank you, we are the Sultans of Swing. Now, Knopfler thought this was hilarious, as they were a tired act, obviously far from being sultans or anything very grand at all, and the music they were making certainly didn't swing. He got a lot of song lyric ideas from watching everyday people in ordinary situations like this. Now, when this faded pub visit happened, Knopfler was a recent divorcee, having split from his childhood sweetheart who became his first ex-wife. He was living in a council flat in London with his younger brother David, who would go on to play rhythm in the band, and bassist John Ilsley. They were broke, and have often joked about the time that the band weren't named Dire Straits for nothing. The band and their song style were very different from what was either popular or emerging at the time. Disco was in its heyday, and London was a punk rock, new wave town following the Sex Pistols, The Jam, and Generation X. But Dire Straits were a very good blues rock band, more spiritually akin to the work of Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan, with song lyrics that were stories, led by a very smart and highly gifted wordsmith and one of rock's most revered guitar players. Mark Knopfler grew up with his family in Glasgow, Scotland, then moved to Newcastle, where his mother was from. He then moved to Leeds, where he studied journalism and went on to get a degree in English at the university. He was hired as a reporter for the Yorkshire Evening Post, and he took a job as a lecturer at Lofton College, all the while playing in pub bands around town. One of the best finger-picking guitarists in rock and roll, he spent his formative years listening to artists like Django Reinhardt, Buddy Guy, Elvis Presley, and Chet Atkins. In the mid-1970s, his brother David, who was a social worker from 9 to 5, moved to London with bassist John Ilsley, who was studying sociology. And Mark soon followed suit. So you have three pretty smart guys with day jobs who wanted to play music in the big city. 
The three became the core of the beginning of Dire Straits, and the addition of drummer Pick Withers sealed the early lineup. So it's no wonder that Knopfler has such a command of storytelling and lyricism. It was literally his day job to spin a tale at the time. He actually looks more like a writer than a rock star. He's been balding since those days in the 70s and went through that phase in the 80s where his stage attire included the now-famous terry cloth headband. He doesn't glam up very well at all. But along with his innate musicianship and his ability to play guitar with a distinct musical voice, he also has a natural gift for poetry, as all great songwriters do, and that is evidenced in his incredible lyrics. Sultans of Swing starts like this. You get a shiver in the dark. It's raining in the park, but meantime, south of the river you stop and you hold everything. A band is blowing Dixie double four time. You feel all right when you hear the music ring. So here Knopfler has painted a picture. London, in the rain, dark at night. It's cold, but that pub south of the river is open. A band is in there playing Dixieland jazz. This might be an okay place to pass some time. It goes on. Well, now you step inside, but you don't see too many faces. Coming in out of the rain, they hear the jazz go down. Competition in other places, but the horns, they're blowing that sound. Way on down south, London town. So the pub is pretty empty. The people inside basically doing the same thing he's doing, getting out of the rain. And he hears the strains of American Southern jazz playing in that lonely London pub. It goes on. You check out Guitar George. He knows all the chords. Mind, it's strictly rhythm. He doesn't want to make it cry or sing. They said an old guitar is all that he can afford when he gets up under the lights to play his thing. And Harry doesn't mind if he doesn't make the scene. He's got a daytime job. He's doing all right. He can play the honky-tonk like anything, saving it up for Friday night with the Sultans of Swing. Now, Guitar George and Harry, who are mentioned in the lyrics, are George Young and Harry Vander from the Australian band The Easy Beats. George Young is Angus Young's older brother, and Harry and George helped get ACDC recorded. They have nothing to do with Dixieland jazz, but Knopfler referred to them by name in the lyrics and has said as much over the years. Maybe because the two moved on to band production as opposed to continuing as artists themselves, he drew a correlation between them and the musicians on stage at the pub that night, who clearly weren't destined for success as musicians and were likely paying their rent with other lines of work while they pursued their dream kind of like Knopfler was at that time, saving up their money to buy the best guitar they could to play the Friday night gig over at the pub. The song goes on. Then a crowd of young boys are fooling around in the corner, drunk and dressed in their best brown baggies and their platform soles. They don't give a damn about any trumpet playing band. It ain't what they call rock and roll. And the Sultans, they play Creole. 
These lines underline the disinterest of the crowd. Young guys, drunk at the pub on a rainy night, totally more involved with their pints than they were with anything going on on stage with a mediocre jazz band that was trying to entertain them, playing music that was out of step with a few clientele present. The song ends. And then the man, he steps right up to the microphone and says at last, just as the time bell rings... Good night. Now it's time to go home. Then he makes it fast with one more thing. We are the sultans. We're the sultans of swing. And of course, those last lines were the ones that inspired Mark Knopfler's writer's brain to put pen to paper and fingers to strings, delivering the song that would forevermore cement his band Dire Straits in classic rock's hierarchy. Dire Straits' self-titled debut album was released in 1978 and went on to number four on the Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S. and number eight on the U.K. singles chart. Since then, the band have sold over 120 million copies of their albums, making them one of the most successful musical acts of all time. It's been suggested to Mark Knopfler that Dire Straits reunite many times since their final breakup in 1995 but he has declined, saying that the band got too big in the 80s. He has quite a solo career anyway, having released 10 solo albums since 1996, several collaborations with artists ranging from Emmylou Harris to Eric Clapton to Sting to George Jones, to major film scoring work with projects like The Princess Bride and Wag the Dog, and he recorded with and produced albums for artists like Bob Dylan, to whom he has always been compared with in terms of vocal delivery and lyrical content, and Randy Newman, among many others. He continues to tour as a solo artist and work on albums and films, as well as remaining in demand as a producer and session musician. In 2018, the band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but Knopfler did not attend the induction ceremony. His attitude toward it all can be summed up by what he told Rolling Stone magazine. Success is good, but fame interferes with what you do and has no redeeming features at all. Well said from one of the world's most unlikely frontmen and one of the most talented and exceptional musicians in rock and roll. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for sound design and engineering. On the way, episodes about The Pretenders, The Beatles, and more classic rock and roll. <laughs>